look at this first chapter, but I'm going to read and lift up in our hearing verses 1 through 6. I'm reading from the New Living uh, Translation. Genesis, first book of the Bible, how God decided to open up his revelation of himself. No better place than to begin than with the beginning. And so I'll, Genesis, the third chapter, verses 1 through 6. If you're not there, say, hold on. All right, if you're there, say, let's go. Let's go. Let us journey together and hope we arrive to the same conclusion. Verse 1, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent lied, I'm sorry, replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was down the street. Who was out of town? Oh, it says who was with her. And he ate it too. If you can help me announce this to your neighbor, tell him. Getting what you don't deserve. Getting what you don't deserve. Mm. Going to deal with this month at least, and we'll see how long God has me on, dealing with experiencing grace. And probably as many times we are familiar with this story of the fall of man and Creation of Adam and Eve and the, ser- and, the, and the serpent tricking them and lying to them, deceiving them. Pretty much you might not have heard anybody talk about grace. But I want to highlight today that you can clearly see grace all over this place. We see here that they got what they did not deserve. If you can journey with me just to the beginning, and it says, in the beginning was God, who created the heavens and the earth. If you journey to the end of that first chapter, he made the earth for man. Y'all catch that? Uh, God did not make the earth because he was lonely. God did not make the earth because it was just something creative to do. God had a purpose and a plan that he wanted to make man, and therefore he wanted to give man something. He gave man rule over the earth. 
And he just gave them a couple of rules. Do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you look closely, that tree is next to another tree. My mind just blew up when I read that. I, I said, wait a minute. They could have ate from the tree of life. But no. They wanted to listen to the serpent. Y'all see that? They could have had immortality, but instead they embraced mortality. The tree was right there next to it. The serpent didn't want them to get to that tree. He wanted them to go to the no tree. There's a lot of yes trees, but one no tree. And he wanted to know, isn't that just like us? Everything else you have permission to get, but the one thing you have no permission to get, that's the one thing you want. Mama said, don't touch this. You know, that's the one you're going to go get. Because said, don't touch me. I, I'm cute. I got to go check this one. I, there must be something special about this one. Let's think about this about this situation, man created, heaven and earth given to them. Did they deserve it? Mm. See, things we think we deserve in life. We feel we deserve good health. We, des- we deserve a good husband, a good wife, good children. We deserve a good paying job. We, we, we deserve a good education. We, we deserve good service when we go into the restaurants. We, de- we deserve good customer service when we go into the place of that establishment. We deserve good quality service when we call in about that appliance or that car we bought or we want to get service. We think we deserve that, but can I help you out for a moment? You don't deserve that. But that's what we want. You see, and then we say what well, we don't deserve. We don't deserve pain and suffering. We don't deserve to wait in line. We don't deserve to get laid off. We don't get, deserve to be yelled at. We, we don't deserve to. So we have made up our mind what we think we do deserve and what we think we don't deserve. But because of the conditions that we are in, because of our mama and our daddy, mommy and daddy, Adam and Eve, we, de- we deserve pain and suffering. We deserve discomfort. We deserve death. We deserve to be mistreated and abused. But look what happens. Adam and Eve ate of this fruit. I will highlight it again. It says that the man was with her. And then look again at what the woman replied. The associate that the man was silent was while the serpent was talking. Y'all see that? If she was by the man, the, ser- the man must have heard her too. He said... Did God say, really don't eat of this? Woman got bold. Say, uh-uh. God said, don't touch, don't, and don't eat it. Now, God did not say, do not touch. He said, do not eat. But Adam, probably with his great wisdom as a man, said, let me help her out a little bit. Let me add on. And he said, don't touch, nor don't eat. Saying, if you don't touch it, you might as well won't eat it. But the enemy said, ah, I got her now. Because if I get her to touch it and she don't die, then she'll eat it. 
Because he, she said, if I touch it or eat it, what? I will die. God said, if you eat, you will die. Well, she touched it. She said, well, nothing changed. I, I, I'm still here. And then she ate it. Nothing changed. I'm still here. Adam looking at her say, she's still here too. Well, I might as well too. Y'all see that? Now, they had everything. And the one thing God was withholding from them is the one thing they embraced. And look what happened here. It says God was walking in the cool of the day, looking for man. Adam, where are you? Adam is hiding from God. What happened now? Guilt has entered into the world. Because their eyes were opened up and they could tell that they were naked. Shame got to them. You know how a baby is born. A baby don't, do not care if they're naked. They run around the house. Just saying, hi, look at me, look at me. You say, get in the tub. I don't want to get in the tub. You know, it's just, they just walk around happy. Having no knowledge of good and evil. Adam and Eve ha- was at that state of innocence, and then they ate of the tree. And God says, ask Adam, saying, Adam, why y'all did you eat from the tree? Y'all notice that, right? Y- 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 y'all do know God knows everything. Tell your neighbor, God knows everything. But you see here, he desires to have a relationship with us. And when you want to have a relationship with somebody, you talk to them, not at them. God talked to Adam, say, hey, Adam, what's going on? What did Adam say? This woman you gave to me. Man has been in that same position since. Instead of taking responsibility, going to blame somebody else. And look who he blamed. He did not blame the woman. He blamed God. He said, it was the woman you gave to me. If you didn't give it to me, I won't have these problems. But can I backtrack? God said, it was not good for man to be alone. So, 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 so help, help somebody say, say, God knows what's good. And the man did not know, obviously, because he ain't listened. And so God says, all right, man, I hear what you said. Let me go to the woman. Uh-uh, woman me. It was that serpent. The Bible already told us the serpent was the more craftier, was the more slickest, the slyest, the shrewdest of all. And that serpent deceived me. Y'all see that? And then he went to the serpent. Did he talk to the serpent? No, he didn't talk to the serpent. He talked at the serpent. He's not trying to have a relationship with the enemy. But he is trying to have a relationship with creation. Look, look closely here. He cursed the serpent. He did not curse man or woman. Look closely. He cursed the serpent and he cursed the ground. It did not say he cursed man, he cursed woman. Y'all see that? I'm not making it up. It's right there. So man and woman were not cursed. They were blessed. How were they blessed? Well, one, 
it points out to us that surely they should have died. But God did not kill them. Y'all see that? Because they are still alive, living in sin. God could have cut them off and started all over. But no, he showed grace. What is grace? Grace is God's unmerited favor. In other words, God's grace is giving you what you don't deserve. Grace is a gift, means you can't work for it, because if you work for something, you mean you earned it, you deserve it. Tell your neighbor, that's not grace. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. You don't deserve a good life. Uh-huh, I forget, y'all be quiet now. You don't deserve good health. You don't deserve a good paying job. But by his grace, you have a life. Well, you did nothing to God that he decided. He said, I made you for this earth and I made you for myself. We get caught up thinking that our life is for us. But we don't deserve it. Think about it. You didn't ask for this life, but you have you have it. You, you didn't come back in time and tell mommy and dad, mommy and dad, on this day get together so I could be born on this day and I will have a great life. I guarantee you that. No, nothing happened like that. It was God knew exactly what he was doing and making man. Because when you look at it closely here, he speaks to the serpent saying, serpent, you will be cursed. Y'all see that there? He says, cursed is you and, and you will always lie on your belly. But before he gets to the serpent, I'm sorry, as he gets to the serpent, he deals with the woman. Y'all see that, right? So the Lord said to the serpent, because of you, verse 14, you have done this. You are cursed more than all the animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause what? Hostility between you and the woman. And between your offspring and her offspring, he, he will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Look here closely here. The word seed is here. Seed can be plural and singular. And God is pointing out, I I realize what you have done. You will die, serpent. You will be defeated. But out of the woman and the man, I will bring forth a seed and he will crush your head and his heel will be bruised. Tell somebody that's his grace. Because God said, I see the predicament that you're in, but I will deliver you and give you life so you shall not perish. Because that seed that he's foretelling here is the seed that came from the only begotten. The son, the only begotten son, is the seed that came from father through woman to defeat death, to defeat the enemy once and for all. Y'all see that? And then, and then he said to the woman that he will sharpen her labor pain. It will be intensified. So, so you see here that Eve messed it up for y'all, that y'all could have babies and not, and not have no pain. But Eve messed it up that y'all got to have painful births. And then he pointed out that your marriage will not be as harmonious as I planned it to be. But instead, there will be strife in between y'all, how women will try to lead the man and man trying to lead and they will never get it together. That's why we have to always go back to God to get it right. Because you see here, right, man was silent. The woman was talking. They got into trouble. God put man in charge. And told him what to do to lead her in the right direction. But when man does not do what God calls him, it's amazing. It's amazing how obedience is what better than 
sacrifice. So when we do not obey God's word and we work together to do what is right, because if Adam could have stepped up and said, no, Eve, don't eat it. But he said nothing, didn't he? He just followed along and said, well, you eat, I eat. Somebody always has to stand up and say, no, what is right and what is wrong. And then what he said to the man, because you, man, you know how I gave you the earth to rule over it? Now I made trees, but guess what now I'm going to make? Thorns and thistles. But at first you could just pl- you know, pluck the fruit and eat. Now you're going to have to plant. You're going to have to sow. You're going to have to work in, able, in order for you to be able to eat. And then, and then look, look, look at this again about this food and, and about that. He says, man, the earth is cursed because of you. And because of that, guess what? You're going back to the earth. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. You see how looking at the situation, right? They deserve to die, but God gave them hope. Y'all see that there? They deserve to die. Did not God say that if you eat of this fruit, you will die? But they did not die. Matter of fact, God gave them something to look forward to. He says, I'm going to bring redemption through the seed of the woman. It may be painful. It may be hurtful. You may have strife amongst your relationship, but yet tell your neighbor there's hope. And so we've seen here that God gave them grace that he did not kill them, but instead he just moved them out. Because he says, I don't want them to get the tree of life. Look at this, look at this grace part here. Imagine for us living forever condemned. You see that? Imagine if they ate the tree of life forever living in disobedience. But God's grace was now, I have redemption set up for you, so I'm not going to let y'all get this place. I'm going to kick y'all out so I can redeem you. Tell, Tell your neighbor, God knows what's best. See, see, God gives us what we don't deserve. The Bible tells us why we were yet still sinners. He died for us. Look, look, we thought we were living the good life. Then before we, as we say, our B.C. days or before we knew Christ, before we were born again, having our B.A., we used to live a world of flesh and desire that we thought was the good life. We thought hanging out all night and bragging about that to whoever you wanted to brag about thought that was the good life. You have people who are rich beyond means and thinking they're living the good life. But if you follow them home, they are depressed and sad and upset. And you can find somebody living out under the bridge, eating off a hand-me-down and got a smile on their face. It's amazing how we think the good life is having a big house, a big car, and a whole lot of money. But God is pointing out that you can have all that, but what is a man profit? He loses his soul. So we see here that God realized, I know what's best for you, and I got a special gift for you. You don't deserve it, but I'm going to give it to you. Tell you now, I'm getting what I don't deserve. Look, look, look what how Adam tried to cover up the problem. First and foremost, he got him some scratchy leaves to cover up himself. God said, that ain't going to work, man. Let me give you out. So he, he gave them. It says, God said, he gave them that first, the first fur, that first genuine leather. Y'all, come on, somebody. If God made it, it had to be right. Had to be tight. Because he's the best designer. Am I right about it? And so they were styling and profiling with what God gave them. But look here, they are clothed in mortality. 
They're clothed in dead animals. Did not Paul says that we will take off mortality and put on immortality? Do you see here how God knew that he wants to give us life, but he does not want to give us life left how we are? Y'all see how God knows how he wants our condition to be greater and better. He realized that the way you're living now, come on somebody, you wear some dead skin. That's decaying. Gets infested with diseases. You know, you know, you're not supposed to leave meat out, right? You know, because it was a spread of the germs. Imagine, so God's saying, look here, you're going to have these dead animals, but they ain't going to last. Yeah, again, you're going to have to kill some more animals and put this skin on. We are going through the process now that we're living a life. Realize because of sin, everything we try to hold on to is not going to last. As much as you love your car, one day it's going to break down. As much as you love your new flat screen, big screen TV, there's going to be a new one now. You're going to want that. We always want something new, something greatest. Things just never last. But God is letting us know that I desire to be with you and be with you so much so I'm going to give you what you don't deserve. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is what? Eternal. I tell you never, I don't deserve it. What you do deserve is death. You're working hard to die. You were born in sin. You're living in sin. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'll come in and I'll step right on in. I'm so glad that God knows how to step in in the nick of time. Because if he did not step in with Adam and Eve, we'd be left here and left to die. But no, he said, I will provide a seed to come down from the woman. I'm so glad that God is a provider. Is he your provider? Because he provides everything. He supplies all my needs. And so I needed a Savior. God provided a Savior. Tell your neighbor, he provided for me. And, and I see it in this text here that when you look at it, how Adam and Eve were kicked out, God was still watching them. I know some people said that they spiritually died, but they weren't spiritually dead to God because God was still working in their lives. I'm so glad that even when you don't deserve his grace, his mercy, his love, his just God is just pouring out (laughs) abundance. Because out of the richness of God is what he shares with us. God is not poor and that he can run out because he's giving me more grace. He's giving me more mercy. He's giving me more joy. He's giving me more love. Because yes, last week, I can't make it off of last week because I need some more today because I have to die to my flesh and be alive in the spirit. All left by myself I'll be just like Adam and Eve misquoting God and doing what looks good, what feels good, what sounds good, what tastes good and all that good stuff I think is good will be good and bad. It'd be bad for my body, bad for my life, bad for my soul but I'm so glad that God knows how to provide me the living bread. The living water. You see here, Adam and Eve were clothed with what God provided them. And it was sent out of the garden. But he was, he was not forgotten by God. Because you see how, if you look in the chat, he, he talked to Cain and Abel. God was still present, involved in their lives. God was making sure he would see salvation come through Adam and Eve. 
Cain and Abel, they messed up. What did God do? He let Eve have another son, Seth. You see, God gives us what we don't deserve. He gives us a do-over. Aren't you glad for a do-over? Anybody have to have to do a do-over before? You failed a class, you had to do it over again. Failed a paper, had to do it over again. Failed a project, had to do it over again. I, I, I remember as I was struggling in my chemistry class, and, and I had a D in this class. I said, Lord, please help me to get a little better grade. My mom suggested that I go in early and get some tutoring. So I went in early and got some tutoring, and, and I, I knew I wasn't the smartest kid in the class, but the teacher liked me enough that he gave me some grace grades. Because I know I have the answers right, but by his grace. I didn't deserve some A's, but he gave me some A's. I didn't deserve some B pluses, but he gave me some B pluses. It was just by his grace because he saw me trying to do the right thing. And then my grade went from a D to I got B's and A's in that class. And he started asking me to come forward. What I'm trying to point out, just like my chemistry class, just like in your life. There'll be some times that you're struggling and you deserve everything that you have. But if you just spend some time. Spend some time with God. It's amazing how he starts showing you some favor in areas you need some favor in. How a dollar lasts to the end of the week. Come on, am I talking to somebody? How that tank on E is still able to get you from your job for the rest of that week. Am I talking to somebody? How you thought you weren't going to be able to make it, but somebody showed up at that right time. Not when you wanted, but when you was about to give up, you was about to fall out, somebody showed up showed up and stepped right on in. Aren't you glad that God provides for you when you can't provide for yourself? Aren't you glad that God knows what's best for you even when you don't know what's best for yourself? Aren't you glad God does not give you what you owe, but he gives you what he wants and he wants to bless you. He wants to cover you. He wants to take care of you. You deserve death, but by his grace, he has satisfied, but by his grace, he has covered us, but by his grace, he takes care of us. Aren't you glad? Good God from Zion. I'm trying to leave you alone, but on your way home, you ought to tell somebody that God's given me what I don't deserve. I don't deserve this car. I don't deserve this house. I don't deserve these clothes. I don't deserve this love. But it's mine. But it's mine. It's all mine. Because he gave it to me. He paid for me way back where on Calvary. I'm so glad he defeated death and to sit at the right hand of the Father. Didn't he die? Didn't he die? But early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands. And since he's got all power in his hands and he has all authority, what do I got to worry about? What I got to care about? Because if he has all things and he calls me friend and he calls me friend, then I got the whole world. I got the stars. I got the gold. I got the silver. I got everything that I need. I may not have it right now, but he's going over. 
to prepare a place for me uh, over yonder. And when I get there, when I get there, I'm going to have a new clothes, uh, a new attitude, a new song to sing. Uh, them angels, uh, they won't be like me. Uh, I'll be able to say I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. I once was bound, but now I'm set free. They won't be able to dance like me on the street of gold. They won't need to eat from the tree of life. But I will, because he's given it to me. Has he given it to you? He sets you free. Aren't you glad? He gives you what you don't deserve. He keeps on blessing us. Every time I turn around, he keeps blessing me, aren't you glad? When I think of Jesus and all he's done for me, I get, ah, yeah. He's good. Say yeah. Say yeah. Oh, yeah. Say he's good to me. Oh, hallelujah. Tell your name, I'm getting what I don't deserve. Oh, and tell yourself, that's a, tell your name, that's enough. That's more than enough. Because my God can supply all. Mind he's able to do above and beyond what I can ask, think, or even imagine. Woo! So getting what you don't deserve, you didn't know it would be so good, huh? Woo! But our Lord is good. His grace is sufficient. So do you see how grace is shown right there in Genesis? By his grace, he decided to redeem us. By his grace, he provided a do-over for us. So we we need to embrace his grace and walk as obedient children so that he'll be glorified and that he will be magnified. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Lord, we come. Lord, we come. Searching our hearts, O oh God, to reveal our wickedness before you. For, Father, we realize that left to our own selves, we are able to do things that you hate. We don't make mistakes. We just live in sin. But by your grace, we have been redeemed and set free. That we're no longer slaves to the wills of the flesh and the, and the deceived by the lies of the enemy. But your truth exposes lies and your word speaks life into us. And Lord, I pray right now for someone here who's struggling, who's, who's wondering, how can I live my life with Christ? We thank you, Lord, as you say that if, you, if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that you have risen him from the, the grave, they shall be saved. For they confess with their mouth, and they believe it in their heart. We thank you, Lord, that you so loved the world, you gave your only begotten Son, that whomsoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, Lord, we receive that truth. We receive that promise. Lord, I pray that someone here who does not know you wants to, and they confess it to you right now today. We ask them to just pray this prayer. Lord, you, we thank you, God, you know their heart. Saying, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins and rising from the grave on the third day, defeating death and giving me life. 
And Lord, I ask you to come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I love you and I thank you for forgiving me and saving me. Still every head bowed, every eyes closed. You pray that prayer for the first time. This is your first time confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You ask you to, if that's you, just raise your hand. No one's looking above you. If that's you, just raise your hand. No one's looking but me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Lord, we thank you that you are a keeper. And God, we thank you, Lord. You order our steps. And so follow my next prayer, Lord. There's someone here you decided to join us in this fellowship. We pray, God, that you will guide their steps here, oh God, that you minister to their hearts and they have that peace that passes pass all understanding. Oh, this is the place that I can be a part of to continue to grow and mature, to be the man or the woman of God you've called me to be. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. And make you praise the Lord for his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I ask you to stand and we extend a hand of discipleship to someone here today.